This episode of Fashion Avenue is brought to you by The Card Network. Mother's Day is just around the corner and the perfect gift for mum that loves to treat herself is the Pamper Gift Card, which can be used at over 10,000 spas, salons and beauty clinics across Australia. Get yours at www.pamper.gift and use code AMBER5 for 5% off. Before I jump into this episode, I do want to let you know that this episode does contain content associated with medication. Please don't take this as doctor's advice. Please consult your own GP for any medical advice. So this episode is very different to what I usually put on Fashion Avenue. A little while ago, I did an episode on my bullying experience and how that all kind of happened when I was a bit younger um, and I thought I would do an episode on my whole anxiety journey and it's something that I've been kind of working on for a few years now. So I thought I would kind of jump in, let you know everything that's kind of happened and tell you um, how I've managed to kind of keep on top of it. I am a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie, because it is very personal and, you know, I'm putting this out on a podcast, Um, anyone can listen to this, but I feel like it's best to be open and if someone is in the same boat, maybe um, this could help you out a little bit too Um, and know that you're not alone. So let's jump in to the story. First of all, I have never been an anxious person. You know, back in school, back in uni, I was never anxious. I was never overly worried about like assessment or exams. I was always kind of more go with the flow um, and I never really stressed out about things like that. And I've always been pretty strong in that way. Like I'm just like, yep, I'll be fine. So it's kind of a bit of a surprise to me now that I deal with anxiety because I've never been this way. But things ended up changing for me in late 2018, I believe it was. And I started to really feel um, the first kind of effects of it. And I didn't know that it was anxiety. For a bit of a background, during that time, I was working two different jobs. So I was working in my role at the radio station. And then I was also working at a PR agency helping them with content. So that took up five days of my week and both of those jobs were based on the Gold Coast and I live in Brisbane. So it's, you know, probably an hour 15 kind of commute to and from. So sometimes more coming home because obviously it's peak hour and there's been times I've been stuck in traffic for like two hours. So you know, it was a lot kind of driving and it really started to kind of, I guess, take its toll. But also alongside that, I was then driving to the Gold Coast on Saturday afternoons to go to the radio station and learn how to work the panel and how, you know, managing that at night, how it all works, because I wanted to do some panel op shifts um, at the radio station at night so that I could eventually be on air and know how to do everything and press all the buttons. So I would be going down to the Gold Coast on Saturdays every week and I would only stay there for maybe two or three hours and then drive home. I remember I had a lot of kind of neck pain and issues and, you know, from driving and everything and 
I was going to physios and getting massages and stuff, but then it just kind of wouldn't really budge. And I was just like, well, you know, I just have to deal with it. Doing that commute all the time and I guess really trying to work hard and try to get somewhere and, you know, my mind was always thinking and I was just trying really hard to get to the next thing. It really started to take its toll and mind you, I started this podcast in October 2018, so really when everything was ramping up in my life, so I had so many things to balance and I was also really into kind of the whole beauty YouTube thing and trying to get content out there and, you know, really focusing on Instagram and and things like that. So it wasn't just work. It was, you know, my spare time. I was dedicating myself to doing the podcast and doing, you know, a million other things. But I've always been like that. Um, But I guess this time it really broke me. I started experiencing panic attacks and I had never really experienced them before but it was interesting because I think almost mid to later in the year I started experiencing them frequently and I remember I went to Ely Beach with one of my girlfriends for the weekend and literally the afternoon that I got back and I was sitting on the couch I fully felt like I was dying I fully had a freak out um and I was feeling like my tongue was swelling up and all of these things. And to this day, I feel like it was a panic attack. Um, I ended up going to the hospital because I was like, what is happening to me? And they did tests and they were like, you are fine. Um, We did tests on everything. And I was just like, then what the hell happened? And I was just so confused because it really, I don't know, explaining panic attacks is so hard because once you're in one, it's just so scary. And you really feel like you're dying and it's terrifying. So I guess kind of from there, I was experiencing panic attacks more and more. And the last few months of 2018 was really hard for me and I was getting them quite frequently and it was so hard. And, you know, I would just be relaxing on the couch and then all of a sudden my heart would just start beating so fast and I would feel like my tongue was swelling up or this is going to sound really weird, but there's no other way to explain it. (laughs) But I feel like sometimes with my panic attacks, because I'm so concerned and a lot of it, I feel like I'm choking or my tongue is swelling and it's a lot to do with my throat and my mouth. And this is going to sound so weird, but it feels like I'm almost swallowing my tongue and that it's so strange, I know, but a lot of the time I'll have to actually bite my tongue if I'm having a panic attack, because I feel like it's going to go like in the back of my throat or something and I won't be able to breathe. It's so weird, but it's so hard because I feel like I have no control over it when I'm having a panic attack and I really, really stress out and I shake uncontrollably and, you know, I I feel like I can't breathe and it is just the most horrible feeling and I was getting these so, so frequently. There are times where I would get them and I would be like on the ground on all fours just trying to breathe or I would lie on the cold floor just to try to like feel something or, you know, try to cool myself down if I was feeling really hot and just kind of strip off and just like lay on the floor. I would just try anything really. Um, And what was so strange is that I remember having a panic attack 
on New Year's Eve, but I was trying to stay cool. <laughs> I was just with my mum and we were just watching a movie. I didn't want to do anything for New Year's, neither did she. So I just remember, even though I was so relaxed, I wasn't doing any work. Um, I remember feeling a panic attack and I was just really trying to hold a conversation and not worry my mum because she would get very worried um, if I had one in front of her because she just didn't know how to help. Anyway, what was really interesting about that is that for maybe four to five months after that, I did not have a panic attack at all. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm feeling way better now. I'm feeling great. Like I can get through a day. I can work. I'm feeling awesome. So I really kind of, yeah, got out of it during that time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm back to normal. Like this is amazing. But it wasn't to last. Um, Silly me for thinking that. So I think in 2019, I was really proud of myself though. I think I only had about four or five panic attacks in the whole year, which to me was like, oh my God, that's a miracle. And during that time, I really started focusing on meditation and I was doing this meditation on this app and it was just amazing and it worked wonders for me. It only went for about 20 minutes and I would do it before I was like, going to sleep and it would kind of put me into a trance and I would just like fall asleep and it was amazing. So that one has always been my go-to. I'll try to find it for you and let you know if you're interested. I'll put it in the description below. So that one really helped me and I found that I was, you know, trying anything to just calm myself and I was really getting into meditation and I would just go to my room and meditate at night or if I felt a little bit anxious you know, I would just go and meditate and um, always use that one. And it really, really helped me. 2019 was like, yeah, okay. I've, I've recognized that, you know, I do get panic attacks and this is what they are. And I would be lying if I said I didn't feel like I was dying some of the times and like had to call an ambulance or had to go to the hospital because I actually felt like I was about to drop dead. Like I, it was just, you know, you feel like you're having a heart attack and you, you're you getting chest pain and you're like, oh my God, I'm dying. And you're getting, you know, tingling sensations up your arm and neck pain. And you're like, oh my God, these are the symptoms of a heart attack. I'm about to die. So it is really scary. Um, and so, you know, there were times I was really, really scared. And, you know, looking back, I know that that's, how my panic attacks kind of work and that's kind of the symptoms of having one. Um, So, you know, I'm not going to block the emergency services for people who really need them, but obviously at the time I was freaking out. So yes, by kind of that time, I knew what I was going through. I knew that it was anxiety and it was so new to me still. And I was just like, oh my God. And I knew that it was because I was doing too much and I was overthinking things and my mind would just not stop working. Um, And I've always been a bit of a workaholic in the sense that like I just never stop, like my mind just never takes a break. And, you know, it's really hard to kind of get out of that mindset as well. And I've always been really hard on myself when it comes to getting somewhere in my career. And, you know, when I was 15, I was like, I want to be a journalist. And I knew that from such a young age and, you know, I did everything I could and, you know, I ended up getting my degree and and all of those things and it was wonderful. But, you know, I've always had so much pressure on myself and felt like, you know, you need to do more, Amber. You need to keep going. You need to do, you know, bite off more than you can chew. Um, And that's kind of been the way that I work and it's 
I know it's unhealthy and I'm really trying to find that balance and make sure that I'm spending time relaxing and giving my body what it needs and my mind what it needs. Um, But, you know, it's still something I'm learning every day. Um, But that's obviously not where this stops because there's um, a bit more. So let's jump, I guess, to the start of 2020. So leading up to COVID, so let's say leading up to March, I did actually have a few panic attacks and I hadn't had them probably in a couple of months. So I wasn't really sure what was happening. I think I was really feeling like it was going to be a big year for me. And I did um, have my, you know, heart set on this job that I really wanted. And, you know, I was really, I guess, focused on how big this year was going to be for me. And I was having some panic attacks and I started doing this thing to help me. And this actually really helps. Um, So when I would feel a panic attack coming on, And I was feeling, you know, it was coming and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I would literally put on running shoes and run out the door and go for a run. Um, And it was just, it really, really helps. Um, Exercise is really good for that sort of thing. And well, at least it helped me. So I was often at random times of the day running out of the door to go for a run and I would just be sprinting down the street and just, you know, really trying to focus on running and exercising and it really did help calm me down and I feel like when you have a panic attack, you have this big adrenaline rush. So, you know, it really helped me do that and so, you know, I was just randomly running out the door all the time going for runs because it really, really helped me when I would feel one coming on and, um, I know it sounds so silly, but it was, it would save me from actually getting to the peak of the panic attack. I would feel it kind of starting and feel like my heart started beating really fast and that I was feeling a little bit tingly and stuff. And then I would just, yeah, bolt out of there. But also I believe during 2019, um, my manager, like I did say to him that I, you know, was anxious with things, not with work. It was never really like anxious about my work. I could always get my job done. And it was like, I wasn't anxious about the work. I was just always thinking future wise. I was always thinking like 10 steps ahead. Um, And so he would understand when I would just need to take a walk. Um, And, you know, there were times where I'd just roll over to his desk and just be like, in tears being like, um, I'm having a panic attack. Can I just take five? Um, and yeah, he was good to, to kind of let me do that. And, um, yeah, it was really good to kind of have that support as well, especially in the workplace. And you, you know, you have no control over it. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. So there were a few times when I would have one at work, um, and I would just go and take a walk or it was really good at the time because the office that I worked in down the Gold Coast, it was across the road from the beach. So I would just go walk to the beach, sit on the beach, take five. And um, it was just really relaxing for me. And it was just good to focus on my breathing, deep breaths. Um, and it was just nice to kind of um, have that and yeah, have that across the road too. It was really helpful. So let's talk about, yeah, early 2020. So when coronavirus hit, so in March, it really got bad. And, you know, we were sent into lockdown and all of that. Um, And that's kind of when my anxiety just got out of control. So March till about May, I was struggling so, so much. Um, And I think it was a mix of 
you know, not really being able to do the things, you know, that I would do to help with my anxiety, like even going to work and having a good day at work, seeing my friends catching up for a breakfast or a lunch or something, um, you know, just having the freedom to go and do whatever I want, take a drive, just go wherever. And also seeing all the case updates on the TV every morning, it was just really making me feel anxious and it was really just making me panic a bit. And a lot of my anxiety is, it's a bit strange, but I always freak out about my health and I feel like, you know, something is wrong or that, you know, why do I have these headaches or why is my body aching randomly? Like I'm always freaking out about my health or that something is seriously wrong with me. And that's like a massive um, trigger and issue for me. So I guess when all of that was happening, I was really freaking out and, you know, I was worried about my parents who are older and, you know, I just was so concerned about, you know, something bad happening and it really didn't help. So during that time between March and May, I was getting panic attacks pretty much every single day and they were debilitating. Um, I would be on the ground crying because I just felt so anxious or I would be running around the house, just panicking, you know, trying to run up and down the stairs and just, yeah, it was so bad. And I would, you know, go outside and just, you know, lay on my yoga mat and just stare at the sky and just try to breathe. Um, I was really trying anything and everything. I was trying to meditate. I was trying to run around. I was trying to, I don't know, just trying to hold on. And I didn't know how long it was going to be for. Obviously, it was so up in the air with coronavirus in Australia and the cases and it was just the unknown and the unknown is really what anxiety for me is all about you know and not having the control I feel like things that I don't have control over are really what get me and not having control freaks me out and I hate when you know it's not under my control so you know things like that really freak me out so just not knowing um, it was really getting to me and I was just breaking down. It just broke me completely in those few months and I did not know what to do. My parents were well aware of my panic attacks and how frequently they were occurring. And they had been saying for a while that I should try medication because they could see how bad it would get for me. And they had been saying that for quite a while, but I was like, no, that's my last resort. I want to try anything and everything before I go on medication. I just don't want to do it. Um, even though they were saying, Amber, you should do it. Um, I just didn't want to do it. And I was like, no, nope, no way. I'm not doing it. I'm not touching that. I just want to try to do it the most natural way that I can and get it under control. In April, I started experiencing something that I've never experienced before. And I was getting this really, really bad pain on my scalp and it was on the left side of my scalp and it was burning. It felt like my scalp was burning and it was so tender to touch. Even if I just tapped it, it would be so, so sore. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm dying. Like, what is that? And it would just burn. And it was like that for two weeks on and off, um, and, you know, even brushing my hair or anything like that, it was just so, so sore. Um, and I was really freaking out about it and I had no idea what was happening. And my panic attacks were through the roof. My anxiety was through the roof and I was just a broken 
little person, you know, I was just not myself and I was just trying to stay afloat and kind of deal with everything myself. But I decided that I would go and see my doctor and she was well aware of my anxiety and that I didn't want to do medication and I wanted to try different things um, first. And so I went and saw her because I was like, my scalp is burning and I have no idea what's happening. Anyway, I went and saw her on the 27th of April, 2020. And during this time, I'd started journaling um, because I thought that would be a good way to kind of help as well. I was really trying everything. So um, I'm going to kind of read you what I wrote that day. So I started off saying like what I was grateful for. And I said the sun shining, my dogs and having a job. And I said, my anxiety hasn't been great. I'm finding myself always overthinking and sometimes I don't even realize. And I said, I'm anxious about my health, my head specifically. I get headaches and I've been getting scalp pain seeing doctor today. And I also listed a few other things that I was a bit anxious about, like not knowing if I had the job I applied for and just not knowing what was going on with that. And I also said the future and the unknown. Now, if there's one thing that always makes me feel relaxed, it's a pamper session. I'm so excited to be partnering with the Card Network for this episode, who are revolutionising the gift-giving process in Australia. Since Mother's Day is upon us, you really can't go past the Pamper Gift Card for Mum. It can be used at over 10,000 spas, salons and beauty clinics across Australia and is the gift card that is perfect for someone who needs self-care. I know I do. Indulge in a massage or facial, flaunt a new tan, treat yourself to a manicure or get a haircut and colour. All that's left to do is choose where to go. It's that easy. 3% of all online sales from the Pamper Card go directly to the National Breast Cancer Foundation, which is incredible. So get a Pamper Card for mum and get 5% off by using the code AMBER5 at www.pamper.com gift this Mother's Day. So that afternoon I went and saw my doctor and she was well aware about my anxiety and she knew that I didn't want to do medication and I was really just trying to handle it myself but I was making sure I was keeping her in the loop and my doctor is the most amazing woman. She's so great and she just takes all the time that you need Um, and you know I haven't had a doctor like her before. She's incredible. So I went and saw her and I was just really sad um, and just talking about my scalp pain and how bad it was getting for me and that I've been having panic attacks so much and I was I was just like not myself and she knew that I wasn't myself because she'd seen me always upbeat and just being like, hi, and just, you know, telling her about all these things and, you know, always having laughs. But I went in there just like a shell of myself. I was just not myself and I was just so upset that I tried everything and that things weren't getting better and that I was having all these panic attacks like every day. And that I had this scalp pain and I was scared that my hair was going to fall out. Um, And yeah, I was really upset. So I spoke to her and just kind of talking to her about things. And um, then she says to me, "Um, do you think it's time that we tried something 
as in medication. Um, and I just nodded with tears in my eyes. Um, and so she wrote me a script um, to try and she told me about what she was putting me on. So she was going to put me on something called fluoxetine. And it's only, she was only going to put me on 20 milligrams. So quite a small dose to just see how I went because I'm quite a small person. Um, And she just kind of said that, you know, I guess one of the things that I was concerned about if it was going to change me as a person, was I going to be myself? Was I going to be a zombie? I didn't know. But she said the way that this works is that it kind of works in the background um, in your brain kind of thing and that you'll still be yourself, you know, it won't change who you are. Um, It will just help so you're not having panic attacks and so you can really live day to day without, you know, having that stress and all of those feelings. I asked a lot of questions and she really reassured me and she said we can just give it a go and she said, I want you to check in with me all the time. You know, if you have any problems, I just want you to come straight to the doctor. Don't worry about making an appointment. I will f- always fit you in, which was amazing because she knew I was freaking out about it. So anyway, um, I got my script for fluoxetine, 20 milligrams. And I just remember like just being so upset when I was in the car and I was just kind of crying and being like, why did it get to this? Um, And I guess because there's always a stigma, I guess, around medication and people being medicated for, you know, things like anxiety and depression and whatever they have. Um, And I feel like I was a bit scared as well because I was like, this is something so big and something so personal. And Getting to that, I never saw myself getting to that stage. I always thought, you know what, I can overcome it on my own. I don't need the help of any medication. And I was really scared to take it. I was terrified and I did not know how it was going to go and what I was going to experience and if I was even going to be myself, even though my doctor reassured me that I would be. So I told my parents that I had been given medication to try And they were all for it. Um, But I was just so scared to take the first tablet. And I was on FaceTime with my friend Jade. And I was breaking down. I was nonstop crying because I did not want to take the first tablet. I was in pieces on FaceTime to her. And she's a very tough love approach. And so she was just, you know, coming at me hard, being like, just take it you know, you're overreacting kind of thing. But she was great because she'd been through a similar thing and, um, you know, she had been open about her experiences with things in the past. And um, so she was just kind of, I guess, bringing me down and kind of being like, okay, this is reality. You're going to be fine. Just take it. And it took probably close to two hours for her to get me to take the first one. I was just like, I'm not doing it. Um. And so I ended up getting off FaceTime with her and I was like, okay, I'll go and take the first tablet. Anyway, and I remember, you know, looking like a mess, you know, just look like I've been crying for hours because I had been. And I remember going into the bathroom, looking in the mirror and I said to myself in the mirror, you're going to be fine, bitch. (laughs) Such a me thing to do. Um, 
And so I said that to myself through tears and then I went and took the first tablet and I was like, okay, I've taken it. Let's see what happens. And I've actually written down the first few days um, in the week after taking it and my side effects, which I'm going to share now because I guess this is something that people would be interested in knowing, especially if they're new to this like I was. And I knew that there were going to be some side effects and my doctor had told me about them. But obviously I didn't know which ones were going to happen to me. So I'm going to tell you um, what I wrote down after taking that first anxiety tablet. So on the 29th of April, 2020, I said, I've started taking medication for my anxiety, fluoxetine, 20 milligrams. I'm on day two now, waiting for side effects to come and go. Here are my side effects. So day one, jaw pain, stomach ache, and nausea. So I remember waking up with such a sore jaw, like it was so painful. Um, so I had that for most of the day. It was worse in the morning. Um, but I did read that that was a side effect. Day two, stomachache after eating, jittering, twitching, heart thumping. And it happened um, once and it was like a really big, it was like my heart was just one thump out of my chest. It was crazy. So I felt like even when I was resting, watching TV on the couch, lying down, I couldn't stop twitching. Like my whole body was just like twitching and I had no control over it. So I said uh, day three, twitching, jittery, chest jumps. And I was getting really concerned about kind of like the kind of chest jumps and my heart feeling like it was jumping out of my chest. So I went and saw my doctor and she gave me um, an ECG just to check that everything was fine. And so the ECG was fine, but I was having some really like my side effects were like next level intense. Um, and I remember... The afternoon after I took the first tablet, so I took it at nighttime and then the following day in the afternoon, I remember I was podcasting and I I had a guest on and um, I was starting to feel a bit weird and I was starting to feel like I couldn't, like it was strange. I was really trying to focus on every single word I was saying because I felt like I was just my mind was just going like a thousand miles an hour. Like I was just like so getting so like hyped and it was the weirdest feeling ever. And I remember after that videoing myself because I wanted to send it to my friends being like, I'm having side effects. And I told, you know, my close friends about my medication. Um, And I was next level, you know, I was one minute I was like really hyperactive and just like so awake and I looked like I was out of my head. Like I looked like I was on something. It was next level. Um, And then maybe 20 minutes later, I was so exhausted, yawning, and it just kept going up and down and it was weird. I felt like this is going to sound so strange, but there's no other way to explain it. But when I was like, you know, having one of those little highs from it, I felt like my eyes were like pegged open or something. Like I just felt like my eyes, no matter how tired I was, I could feel I was exhausted, but my eyes were so awake and they were so like open and just wide. And I just felt like no matter what, I was just on another level. So that was really strange. Um, But because I was having all these side effects and pretty, they were pretty intense. My doctor said, 
that she hadn't seen side effects this bad in quite a while. So she was like, okay, this is very intense for you. You're tiny. So you're getting like full on side effects. Um, So that was kind of funny. So we then decided that because my side effects were so intense and I was twitching all the time and my heart was just jumping out of my chest that we would half the dose. So she put me on 10 milligrams of the same medication and this one was dissolvable. So I was taking that. So I said, day four, half a dose. I said, good. And then I said, anxiety. Day five, good, small feelings of anxiety, head pain at night. So like my scalp pain was coming back. So I felt like this half dose wasn't really good for me because I wasn't feeling anxiety for those first couple of days um, when I was taking the 20 milligrams. And then day six, anxiety at 4am. So by this point, I would be asleep and I would wake up with anxiety. So it was so strange. I was like asleep and then I'd be like, (gasps) and I would literally just sit up with anxiety. And it was just so scary. Um, And I had never had anxiety like that or a panic attack like that. So I was getting panic attacks at 4am out of nowhere. Um, And then day seven, anxiety. And then day eight, massive anxiety attack at 4 or 5 a.m. So then I realized, hey, this isn't really working, this half dose, because I'm feeling anxious at the weirdest times of the morning. I'm waking up with a panic attack and I've never had that. So it was back to the drawing board and I went back to my doctor and I just said, you know, I've, I'm waking up with panic attacks and I've never had this before and I just feel like this is kind of getting weird and I was having these really vivid dreams and weird weird dreams um just the weirdest dreams ever and I was like oh my god like these dreams are so strange so my doctor then asked do you want to try to go back to the 20 milligrams or do you just want to stop it completely and maybe we'll try something else And so I said to her, how about we just try to go back up to the 20 milligrams and see how I go? Because by this point, it had been close to 10 days of me being on this medication. So my body in a way was kind of, I guess, already, you know, taking it for that amount of time. So I felt like it was slowly getting used to it, even though, you know, it's usually about a month, I think. Um, So I decided to just go back to the 20 milligrams. And it was so strange. Um, When I started taking that full dosage again, I was completely fine. I had no other side effects. It just worked instantly. And so my plan was to only be on it for about six to eight months. I was like, I want this to be short term. You know, I don't want to be on medication for ages. I want to just be on it short term and see what I can do in the meantime to really combat this and to kind of um, live day to day without needing assistance. Mind you, with my anxiety kind of journey leading up to that, I was very open on Instagram and social media, especially my stories about my anxiety. And it was really nice because other people were telling me their issues with anxiety and it was really nice to talk to other people But also I was so open and, you know, telling people everything on there that when I started medication, I completely shut up. 
and I have not spoken about my anxiety since. Um, I just thought to myself, this is so personal and I don't feel comfortable with sharing this because A, there will be people that will judge. People will think I'm crazy. Um, You know, there's still a stigma around taking medication even though there shouldn't be because now I realize how normal it was and I think about how upset I was about taking the first tablet whereas it just turned out to be a daily thing for me. I didn't even think twice about it and I kind of almost laugh at thinking at how much of a big deal it was but you know I'm so used to it and um, I got so used to it so it's um, kind of funny to think back. But anyway, so my plan was to only be on it for six to eight months. It's now, what, uh, May 2021, and I'm still on it. So I realized that I kind of probably need this for a little bit longer. Um, My year really ramped up and, you know, I was a bit scared. I, I guess I am scared to kind of go off it because I still feel like I need it. And I need more time. I need more time so that I can see a psychologist and get the tools that I need um, to kind of deal with this on my own. And, you know, I kind of say that like I bite off more than I can chew, but I chew it anyway. I do a lot for work and I feel like if I was to go off them, then I would be an anxious wreck again. Um even though I love everything that I do, I feel like I really do need it at this time. And, you know, people are on medication for years and years and years or for the rest of their lives. Um, So I'm just taking my time. I did have a timeline, but I just scrapped it because I'm like, I need to do what's best for me. And what's best for me is to stay on it. And I've been really nervous about kind of saying this because I don't want to be judged for it. Um, It is a low dose. It's what, 20 milligrams. Um, But it really does help me just go through a day. And I am completely normal. I'm still Amber. I still have so much fun. I'm still the exact same person, just without panic attacks. That's all that this does for me. It just makes sure that I don't have panic attacks. And it's amazing because they were like ruining my life. And I did not know what I was supposed to do. It was taking over every single day for me. You know, I didn't want to go on medication because I was one of those people that was like, hell no, medication, no. Only people who are really bad take it. But I have since learned that that is not the case. So many people take medication for all different types of things and there is nothing shameful about taking it and I'm not ashamed. Um, And I just wanted to really make sure that I was open and honest about that side of things on here because I know that I haven't shared it with people outside like my friendship group, but that's the reality. I'm on medication for my anxiety. I'm not ashamed of it. It helps me with my day-to-day. I'm still the same. I just don't have panic attacks. And it was the best decision for me. And it was the best thing that I could have done for myself because I was not okay. And I don't see it as giving in. I see it as a sign of strength, being able to recognize that I needed help and that I needed to take something to help me out. So, you know, I'm proud of myself that I was strong enough to 
go ahead with it and actually go to my doctor um, and talk to her and, you know, agree to do that. So I don't see it as a sign of weakness at all. And I think if you can recognize that you do need help, I think that's a really amazing thing and that shows strength more than anything. I would be lying if I said I haven't felt anxious at some points. I am on a very low dosage and that completely works for me. But there's maybe been a handful of instances over the past year where I felt like I was having a panic attack of sorts or something that really triggered it. Um, So yeah, it has happened a couple of times, I guess, but I know that... um, It's not as bad as it was prior to. People who know me really well know how much I do for work and I have like my fingers in every single pie. (laughs) But also I know, like I, I bring it upon myself. I say yes to everything and I obviously understand that, you know, not you can't always do everything at once, but I really bloody try to do that. And I guess the biggest thing for me at the moment is really trying to balance work with life and making sure that I am relaxed and rested. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't work on weekends, but I understand that with some freelance work, I do. So I will sometimes do a half day or just a few hours over a weekend. So I'm really trying to make sure I do that. And I've also been making sure that every couple of months or so I do something for myself. So I've been getting massages and it's been really lovely for me and to just kind of switch off. And I find that having like a nice kind of routine um, really helps as well. You know, whether that's skincare and I actually really enjoy doing my makeup if I'm going somewhere or for work, I really enjoy the process of it. And it's always really kind of like soothing for me, as weird as that sounds, but I really enjoy doing that and just looking after myself and, you know, taking the time to try different products and, you know, do some nice skincare stuff or put a mask on or, you know, go and get a facial or, you know, go and get a massage because I think it's really important to look after yourself. And I think if anything I've learned the past year or so is that, you know, there's nothing like your health, mental health included. And it's so important to put yourself first and look after yourself because I think I was always putting other things first. And obviously I wasn't looking after myself at all and I was doing too much and I could handle. Um, But now I feel like I'm getting way better at balancing everything. And I'm really proud of myself um, for how far I've come with this and to recognize that, hey, I couldn't do this by myself. As strong as I thought I was, I couldn't do it. And that's fair enough. And that is completely fine. The reason I wanted to do this episode is because I wanted to share the reality of life and not everything is amazing as it looks on Instagram for people. And I am really hoping that if you have anxiety, that it's not a bad thing. And I was actually speaking to someone last night and they said, having anxiety, it's not a bad thing. And in a way, I kind of believe that because it's like, hey, it means you actually care. And it's so normal. And so many people deal with different things every single day. We just don't see it or hear about it enough. And I just wanted to come on here and be completely open and honest about my journey and what I've gone through to get to this point. 
and it hasn't been easy. I was a mess. I was completely not myself and I just didn't know how to cope. And it takes a lot of strength to say that you're not okay and you need help. Look after yourself, do what makes you happy and put your health first. That's one of the biggest things I've also learned too is that I need to just put my health first because there's only one of me and if I'm not good, then nothing that I do will be good. I'm certainly not an expert on anxiety, so please don't take this as medical advice. Please go and see your doctor if you are experiencing any symptoms of anxiety and also please speak to your doctor if you're considering doing medication and please don't take um, anything that I've said as Bible because what works for me probably won't work for you and it's not one size fits all with this sort of thing. So please go and consult your doctor first. That is super important and I wanted to make sure that I put that in here. I'm not perfect. I still continue to have bad days. You often see all the good stuff because I love what I do. I love doing this podcast and I'm very grateful for everyone that listens. And if you listen to this, I can't thank you enough. And hopefully um, it gave you some insight into what life with anxiety is like. And if you have anxiety, just know that there is nothing wrong with you and you can always, always get help for it. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful week and I will chat to you in the next episode of Fashion Avenue. You have been listening to a Fashion Avenue production hosted by me, Amber Lowther, and produced by me as well. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Fashion Avenue Podcast. And if you want to follow myself too, at Amber Lowther. Feel free to join the private podcast Facebook group and subscribe to our email newsletter for the latest updates and giveaways. But most importantly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.